0: Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio hotler. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio
1: hotler. Hot, 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 oh, cheers boy. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. Ah.
2: Good
1: afternoon radio, Oh, dogs.
0: Dogs are in, dogs are in.
1: Dogs are in, dogs are out. Stop mucking about.
0: Is that a bit too peaky or not? I don't know. No, it doesn't look that peaky.
1: At the end of the day, the ham is not
0: meant to be quite as uh, salty as you'd expect. But um, it's definitely not off. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it's not off. And I think that's looking pretty good, Johnny. That's flattened out a bit now though. It's flattened out because I wasn't saying anything. Oh, no, not just because you weren't saying anything, but it's still not peaking right out, so that's good. Right. Okay. Who's opening? Me. Alright then. Five, four, four three, three, two, one. G'day viewers. Episode 31, Radio Hot
1: Lap. Trying to get back on schedule. Sorry we've been a little bit slack. Anyway, that's what happens in the land of not getting paid enough for online projects, but more on that last week. Good to be back in Adelaide, and uh, <laughs> me old mate JP's here, hello. <laughs> How
0: you going Johnny? It's been such a long time between drinks. You've got a bit of a frog in your Cheers. throat. What's yeah, I've got a, a bit, bit of a frog in my throat, I've got a bit of a sore throat actually. Just because this you bloody, get... bloody lovely weather we've been having.
1: And you're just preparing yourself to get ready to go to
0: yep. England. True. yes. Back to the old dart on uh, Sunday. The old dart? The old dart, yeah. Where'd that come from? Fuck it if I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> funny how you remember things and you don't know what
0: it's all about. Yeah, isn't it just? <clears throat> oh, well. Well, yeah, welcome, viewers. It's, it has been a long time. And uh, here we are again, episode 31. Who would have believed? Episode 31 of Radio Hot Lap, where we talk about trivial things like motor racing and fun things like gadgets and barbecues. <sighs> Big things like gadgets and
1: barbecues and controversy, viewers. Yeah. Things are going on. Hello, Rusty Sausage. How are
0: you? Boy, the Rusty Sausage was pleased to see us the other day. How squeaky a dog was she when you walked in here this evening? Well, she went right off. I mean, mind you, it's probably, what, five weeks since I've seen her. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. The dog has definitely been um, been looked after. Good. But it's cold down here in Adelaide now, it's isn't it? It's very cold. Not quite as cold as it was in Mount Gambier yesterday morning, I have to tell you. Another supermarket opening. Yes, another one, yeah. Did, did the big tour around bloody Kingston, Millicent, uh, Mount Gambier, Narra Court and Border Town. How many supermarkets
1: can they open down the neck of the I night, don't know.
0: Diff- Interesting stuff though, isn't it?
1: Very interesting stuff.
0: Especially when there's bloody ice on your windscreen at 8 o'clock in the morning. What did you have for dinner, mate? Did you have a, a bit of? A, no, I had. Did you stick your turf in some surf? No, I had a chump of lamb, which I must say was very deluxe indeed. But you were a little worried. No, I wasn't worried. I knew. I thought, no, I'm not going to have a steak. I'm not going to go surf and turf or anything like that. A chump. A chump of. lamb. So I had a chump of lamb. It was roast. Yes. And it came with uh, roast potatoes and roast pumpkin and those nice little uh, onions, all whole onions. And it was very, very deluxe. Yes, there are some nice onions around. In fact, I've been roasting up a couple this week for a young lady that happened to turn up here who was particularly in, in uh, lust of onions. Well, there you go. And obviously, she's one of those girls who just likes to have a pair of onions in her hand. She does. And they were salad-sized. Oh, excellent. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> As we to, probably uh, should. What are you having to drink this afternoon? Beer time? OK, beer time. Well, I've gone back to basically... A drop of the old AFL Special Carton Draft this afternoon.
1: Yes, you said to me that, you look, you, you, whilst you love the Coopers, you just felt like you'd just like something simple again. And I yeah, suppose
0: when you f- going off to England, you're readying yourself for the old speckled hen. Well, that's a, pro- that's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that, actually. But, yeah, you're probably right. So I just wanted something that was just easy to drink and clean and crisp, and there it was, staring at me from the fridge. Flying over with Qantas? No, I'm not, actually. I'm going with um, Malaysian. All oh, right, so railing won't be getting you a stubby at all. No, definitely not. <laughs>
1: uh, and what are you drinking, Johnny? And I'm having a little glass of a very nice Barossa Valley Shiraz from a company called Torbreck Woodcutters Shiraz 2005. Very nice indeed. And um, I have to say that I learned about the Torbreck brand from no one other than Paul International, Paulie Ryan's. International, Paul, his dad, Dennis. Oh, yeah. Who uh, brought some tour break around to me uh, last year when I uh, obviously did some favours or something for him. Yeah. his laptop. They're yeah, very, is... very
0: nice. And uh, I like it a lot. Dennis is definitely a bit of a red wine buff. So Where's the... it from?
1: It's from a nice place. And you know a lot about the town called...
0: Ah, Marananga. Nah, it sounds like it could be it's... in a James Bond film. It does. It's right at sort of the far end of the of the valley. Oh, dear. and no. Uh, Phones oh, ringing, we'll
1: turn support. the phone off. There's well, phone I of probably should do. We've well, we got to turn it off. I can't have phones ringing. Who will it be? There's no one you there need. There you go. Who was it? Oh, I Laney. It's all right. Nothing important. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That'll get <laughs>
1: back She'll for forgive me you. later. That'll get back to you. Oh,
0: well. Wait. Uh, what a lovely spread of things you brought over tonight. Thank you. Oh, well, that's quite all right. What have we got? Just a couple of bits I grabbed what, on what, the what way. What have we got over. here? Well, you got some nice smoked salmon, uh, what, what would you call it? Moose, I suppose. Oh, that uh, Springs smoked.
1: Yes. Springs is a very good South Australian product. It is. You always get some good smoked salmon from those people.
0: A bit of caviar. Nothing's too good for the Johnny going overseas. (laughs) And then some nice uh, pickled veggies. Pickled veggies. And um, there's that ham stuff and I can never remember the name of it. Speck. Speck, that's it,
1: yeah. Uh, Often found in German bean soups just before a DTM race. (laughs) And a damn good race there was a couple of weeks ago at Ossersleben, which uh, will be uh, the next round of the uh, FIA GT3 Championship, I do understand. Uh, which not Alan's
0: flying over Alan i to
1: be going over for it, yes. that's right, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I was checking it out, it's an interesting track, he hasn't raced there, I sent him over a DVD uh this weekend that i would managed to download off a dirty nigerian server um from motors tv and it uh no it's sky sports and um, really it's um interesting because there's a there's a triple left-hander that you really have two apexes and you, you've really gotta, you've got to you got you got to get it get it right so you know you, you're out wide and then you're yeah. apexing and you're out wide and you're apexing uh-huh. and this is i think you could probably you know spend most of your life there and finally get it right but uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting to sort of see uh, how big DTM is, and it's. Um, I think it's a good comparison in some respects against uh, the uh, our Australian uh, V8 Supercar Championship because there is right. only
0: Audi and Mercedes in the field. Uh-huh. So the old two car race, which is great from a manu- manufacturer's point of view, because you know you, you look at, um, well, Ford and Holden over here, or uh, Mercedes and uh, Audi over there, and you know they both. Well, they're not premium brands as such, but they're both mainstream brands is what I'm trying to say. Um, and there's nothing better than a battle like that, particularly on, you know, when the organisation have got a uh, an even playing field for both of them. Don't, <laughs> Don't talk with your mouthful. They're very crunchy biscuits. <laughs> but Linda screwed up heavily. I know, I heard. I was listening to, uh, to that show and uh, I did laugh when I heard Linda screw up. Anyway, talking with a mouthful. Cheers. Cheers. All right, where are we starting tonight? Um, oh, well, I just thought I'd get you to give, because I haven't seen you for so long, I'd get you to give me a bit of a rundown on uh, what happened over in the, the V8 Utes race the other weekend. Because I've been busy um, renovating my garage and, uh, oh, well, actually not renovating it, turning into two rooms. And uh, I didn't get to watch any TV at all that weekend, so uh, I don't know what happened. Well, um, we went to
1: the third round of the V8 Utes Championship, went to... Uh, Wakefield Park near yep. Goulburn about 10 kilometres south of Goulburn uh, yeah, it's quite a nice little place Goulburn now that the main road has bypassed it and so it, yeah it was, it was quite it was a nice good weekend little, yeah not, uh, it was I've had worse weekends um, from the Cooper's point of view we had a, a good run there uh, the, the, the cars were, were solid um, and uh, James Small who was there in the 46 car for the second race um, has is very very on the money and qualifies uh, well. In fact, he's actually out qualifying Jack only just you know by one place. Yep. And and the two of them finished nose to tail in every race over the weekend. Th- three, four, four, five, four, five, sort of stuff like that. So he's very capable and obviously is um, you know none of the cars came back damaged. That was really no, good. terrific. And and Wakefield is one of those tracks where you can end up with a bit of damage. The first race was absolutely shrouded in fog. You couldn't see. Anything across the back of the circuit there, and so so much for a circuit that all the spectators can see everything, you know, sort of like. And in fact, you, you couldn't see halfway down the chute. So um, it was, uh, you know, it was pretty difficult for from a spectator and from a driver point of view. Well, but, drivers, yeah, but the sun came out and, uh, and it burnt off. And, and Andrew Medici had flown down in his uh, Cirrus SR 22, who's the. Um, uh, uh, driving standards advisor for the series but he um, was having difficulty because of the fog, he couldn't land he thought oh, I could just go home and uh, as turned, uh, there was a break in the clouds and he got down there but there was a bit of biff and barge going on on the track and he actually
0: wished that he hadn't got the, been able to land <laughs> because he's been doing paperwork for several days. <laughs> uh, well, talking about V8 Utes paperwork there's a bit of paperwork been flying I think uh, with the result of the Bathurst round talking about Andrew Medici. Well, I don't think Andrew's got anything specifically to do with this. Oh, I don't um, think he's got anything to do with it. But, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that he and Jack were, have been elevated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To okay, uh, so the number one spot. It's funny Bathurst that Andrew well,
1: Andrew has taken off his driving standards advisor hat for this um, the Bathless Legends race, which was held at Easter there, where we invited 10, um, 10 or 11 Bathless Legends to join up with the, the current leading drivers. To put on a pretty much of a demonstration race at the Bathurst International Motorsport Festival, BIMF, which is could well be seen as like Goodwood down under, and I think, uh, and now they've confirmed that it will be. Yeah, now that they've confirmed that it will be coming down, like happening again next year, and now they're even talking about a 12-hour production car or GTP-style race. That'd be good. And interestingly enough, the rights... uh, Ross Palmer has let go the rights to the name GTP. It actually... You can call it GTP Ah. again as opposed to Australian performance performance car championship which was a bit of a mouthful gtp and everyone's been happy to wear their old clothing again because it was actually a better logo so good on you ross for letting that go and (laughs) gtp (laughs) sounds like a better thing but you know and i don't want to digress but will remind me to come back to the to the bathys but gtp is not really production car racing anymore i mean it's it's really sports sedans the whole thing and and we'll come back to that later but yeah um there was a technical, supposedly a technical infringement uh, on the number seventy one car Marcus. of Marcus Akanevic and and David Skippy Parsons, um, which related to some tags being missing on the engine. And far be it for me to make any judgment on that, yep. because I am, you know, viewers Switzerland and a rock and a hard place because doing the doing the branding for Marcus, doing the branding for Jack Elsgood. Yep. Um, who came second? Marcus came first, and doing the branding for the Ute series because yeah. sort of puts him in an awkward situation. Yeah, and well, so, when, when when there was a um, a finding this week that uh, he was that the Zacchini car was was thrown out, a press release was sent down, uh, and I thought um, a little bit uh, hastily. Yep, it was uh, you know in, in hindsight. Uh, viewers there was an appeal in in place and, 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 I and naturally I f- put the release up on the website because you that's that's my role to do that um, and then you put a second release up on the website that said Marcus has appealed that's right because <laughs> there was an appeal in place at the time and and Mixicanovic, Marcus's father, had quite rightly so had put the money down at the time. There. Now, look, you know, I'm I'm keen for all of them to. I want yeah, I want jack right. to win. I want Marcus to win. But but mm. what I don't want is to get caught in the middle. And, and I'm not yeah, writing no. these press releases, so they are coming to me, and I just oh, uh, sure. I was just shoving,
0: the, you're just the guy who shoves them up on the website.
1: And same with Lana Gibson. She was uh, the recipient of uh, of communications such that uh, well, we all had to cop a bit of a kick in the face and. Um, Weren't a lot of people around who wanted to hear about what diet had to say relating to that uh, that issue. So hopefully, powers to be will think a little bit more before sending out something quite so controversial. Mm. And um, anyway, it's all good. We'll be doing uh, Chinese and red wine with mixer cannabis once again. <laughs> I spoke to Mark this afternoon just to make sure that I wasn't on the shit list. He goes, no no, 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 it's okay. Uh, well, H- you're not, okay. Good, you're not good, on good. the
0: shit list. Yeah, As long as that's all sorted. Ah, excellent. So Wakefield was a pretty reasonable weekend. and um, Well, just on, on that note, the
1: car lacked some speed through the corners.
0: We're talking Jack's car here, obviously. Specifically Jack's yeah. car,
1: I suppose I'm a little bit more closer to knowing what's going on with that car. And he is the lead driver for the Cooper's Palo Racing Team, he said with a bit of cauliflower in his mouth. <laughs> Jack was complaining of uh, understeer push coming into the corner and oversteer coming out and of course that's going to translate to a loss of time. Yep. And you know, just coming down the shoot, it's just you know, you. I was a little kink there at the um at the end of Wakefield Park, so it's a bit hard for you to actually know exactly how to how to play that. So anyway, but you know, the points were there. It was solid. He, he, he's come up and he's now like 16 points behind Marcus, who's leapfrogged Grant. Johnson from third place to first in the championship. So that's pretty good. Now, to be fair, Grant Johnson um, had, a, had a bit of a, a coming together with Jack in the first, yes. first race and there was a bit of a mark down the side of the car. But that, nonetheless, he, he's been driving really well and so is, uh, so is the should uh, Beach Hotel teammate of Kerry Wade, yep. the other Sand Graper. Um, uh, uh, Johnson had actually had a, um, a, a tumour in his neck removed during the week Oh, really? Prior to the race and had been sewn up and he probably shouldn't have been racing. And yeah. he got a jolt in the second race and he was not well enough to race the third race. So, to be fair, he, he did not start the third race, viewers, and, and the, the, the loss of points, you know, effectively a DNF there has caused him to, to drop down into the um, third place. But right. never fear, because as we go north in a three weeks' time to Darwin. Hidden Valley in yeah. Darwin in the Northern Territory of Australia, closer to where there are pirates and um, unrest in the um, sweaty nations. And close to the Sangrover country. <laughs> that uh, Grant Johnson emerged on the scene last year for the first time, or the first time I'd seen him out of, out of Western Australia and was on the podium. But consequently, conversely. Uh, Jack Ellsgott actually was the round winner, was the only round that he took the outright victory at. Out. Now he's already taken outright victory at Oran Park, so we'll be looking for a second one there as well. Marcus De is, is on top. It's good. He's just good his BF is working well, and
0: we need to sort of keep that that that, that car running along really nice. So basically, it's the, all good, you the, know. At the pointy no, end of the V8 Utes, it's it's looking really like an interesting championship now. It's, <laughs> there's plenty happening.
1: It's looking good for for the Hotlap brand being associated with all the people off the front of the front of the field. <laughs> well, that's fair. That's it.
0: Uh, all right. So moving along, um, I wanted to ask you a bit about Spa. Now you've just flashed these bloody brochures at me where the place you stayed. This is all a bit flash. it's in French by the way viewers, so uh, I'm not about to read any of it out. but uh, the Radisson SAS Palace Hotel. Well Spa's actually a very nice
1: little town. I think I might have mentioned it on the show, show a couple of weeks ago, but it's a, it's a lovely little spot. you know it's similar to Lamont maybe yep. a little bit a little bit uh, smaller. Um, uh, it doesn't have the monastery that Le Mans has, but it's, it's just nice, and it's nestled in the Ardennes. There, the, the you know the cows are mooing, and the trees are swaying, the brooks babbling, and you know, like there's no accountants to be seen anywhere. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it's great. There's all fresh breads and pies. In these, you know, you go back to you go to Europe, and you always find the little stores seem to exist. You know, the little yeah. the charcuterie. You know, like you get your your fancy cheeses. And the little the the belangerie for his bread rolls yep. and the and the uh, what's the uh, the butcher what's the boob? I don't know yeah well anyway the it, let me tell you Edward the butcher it was not uh, all just jambon and fromage yeah. central <laughs> No, it was really nice and the and the 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 spa in Radisson uh, the Radisson Spa Hotel was a lovely hotel well, to it certainly stay looks there very deluxe no it was was really nice and it had a um, I strongly suggest uh, you stay there. So, you know, viewers, two hundred and ten euro a night, but that was like, you know, the, for Jack and I, I was sharing a room, and it was mm. it was lovely. It was what does that work out to be? Three hundred dollars Australian, something like that. Yeah, very very that, reasonable considering
0: this and There's looking how others. luxurious it is. It's uh, it's not bad at all. Yeah, no, it was good thing. Clean ah. the dust under the bed a bit more, but nothing that. It's all pretty <laughs> all pretty good. Yeah, and you know, and what if you're not motor racing at Spa? What else can you do? I mean, apart from all this stuff they've got in here, where there's people having massages and spas from outside of breakfast time.
1: Without a doubt, it would be a wonderful place to just do some really, really nice rambling through the countryside. Right, because the Ardennes are beautifully course? rolling hills. Yeah, there's a golf course around there. And this okay, is, and it's they're rolling hills. Yep, and and they're thick. nice for ball. You know what the European forests yep. are like? They're thick. You go in ten feet, you can't see daylight, mm. and there's like a acacias.
0: <laughs> that's
1: right viewers oh, the squirrels eating nuts.
0: Uh-huh, little squirrels uh-huh. little squirrels <laughs> I knew you'd explain eventually if I looked dumb for long enough uh-huh. yeah. I haven't had as much practice of that as you have
1: now speaking of Europe, since we're still stuck in Europe before we go anywhere else yep. Le Mans test day last weekend oh and, that's right, uh, it was too it was indeed and uh, there's uh, some some lap times over there for you and, and I yeah. was listening to, uh, well, pretty much all day, logged on to uh, Daily Sports Car, com, an excellent product. really yes, is. you've uh, sent me the oh, no, I've been... You've been yep. um, a, a,
0: a, 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 be a, pushing that heavily.
1: Well, they I paying just, you? I'm <laughs> not paying them. But, oh, no, nah, right. look, it, they really are doing a good job. And it was, in fact, it was classic that one of, the, one of the drivers actually found out that he was driving one of the race cars on the website 15 minutes before he got the phone call from the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they'd sent the press release to the website and before they'd rung him
1: up and he's going how do you do that he goes we can't <laughs> tell you but we're connected very good so um, in terms of speed trap the fastest car on the weekend was the was Jan Lammers Racing for Holland car with uh, Stephanie Hansen and Alex Jung with 330 kilometers per hour the Dome mm. S101H Judd and um, Alan had been asked to to, to drive in that there, but would have to have brought money along and, and right. a, 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 out of principle, we don't. Alan doesn't pay, and, and nor yes, should he. Yeah, exactly. um, But they have got uh, Stephanie Hanson in the car, and he's no stranger to, to having raced. Uh, at at sports any cars. Money. That's got <laughs> He's got a bit less now, I suppose. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, he's certainly been quite successful in the uh, the, the R8, the champion R8 with yeah. um, uh, with, who uh, oh, who oh, Mcnish, Alan Mcnish. Uh, second was the uh, Pescarolo Sport car with uh, Frank Montagny, which uh, and um, Sebastian Loeb, the WRC yep. driver, at three hundred and twenty-nine, which I do believe actually set the pole time. Oh. Is that right? Okay, Pescarolo. That's, that's not what it says. Number
0: yeah. one on my list. Yeah. Well, what's the top? Yeah. 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 Three yeah three 30 three. 30 in line five, well, yeah. that's the top. That's yeah, usually yeah. the fastest time. at to the top of the pole. Yeah. Well, true. Yeah. Don't you know anything yeah, about it? Yeah. Well, that's, this? shut up. <laughs> I'm just looking at it a different way here we
1: go again. Oh, bye bye. Who is it?
0: Is it Same the,
1: person. Is it her again?
0: Yeah, it Good is. As you know we're doing. And 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 the new level Yep. There you go. Have a look. So I would see all the usual suspects are up top there. The usual. Tell us who the usual. Audi R10. Are. See second and fourth, and the uh, another the second Pescarello Judd and third, and then the Courage Mugen, the Dome Judd. They're all there. All, all, all the the ones you'd expect to be there are all up the top. The Courage. The Courage. Courage. Just Courage, mate. It's Courage. Don't
1: you remember when there was a beer in Australia called Courage?
0: Well, there was a pommy beer called Courage. Yes. They could be major sponsors. Now, I could I, I, right. I,
1: I could be wrong here, but Eric Hellery, that is in the number two Pascarallo sport car, is a, as I understand, is a replacement for Jean-Marc Unon, who, no, for Jean-Christophe Bouillon, who broke his wrist mysteriously. Mysterious. Oh, mysterious wrist breaking just before a cheque signed and you're going car racing. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, viewers?
0: Where do you get this inside information? Uh, DSC. Oh,
1: well, there you go. They'll be giving me a freebie. As it would be. Can I have a
0: thousand? I'm going down the list now. Uh, there's a saline at 29, the list is oh. at 23. That caviar is good. We're getting too much money in the door. Oh, I don't know about that. So you know, it's a one-off. Just because I'm going away, Johnny.
1: Okay, so yeah, the, the fastest and in, in terms of through the trap speed uh, for in LMP1 was the race for Holland uh, Dome car. LMP2 was the uh, RML car. I think that's Ray Mallock uh, of uh, Tommy Newton, uh, Mike Newton, Tommy Urdas, and Andy Wallace in the MG Lola e- EXP. 264AER, which is effectively... The LM2, LMP2 cars. so I like yep. a variation on what the LMP 675 cars were, uh, back in uh, 2003, I think, the last when time they you
0: 675.
1: were 675. tied up with panels. That's right, in the 900s yep. of the aisle. Uh, anyway, uh, GT1, there uh, is um, hmm... Is the Labre competition of the Ferrari 550 Marinello. Um, Jacques Leconte is uh, the, the, the boss behind the uh, library comp- competition. But I and see Aston
0: Martin at the top of the tree there in the uh, GT1s. And who's very
1: capable other half, who has been putting out the uh, the Michelin track guide through her brand uh, Talking Words, Deborah Corsini. Oh, and okay. it's always been very good at looking after us at Le Mans in the catering department with panels. But it was funny when she would say to us, dinner's at seven. We go, well, actually, Deborah, there's a car race going on. You know, we might <laughs> actually have something to do at seven, but we'll do our best. Well, I can't keep it warm forever. <laughs> well, no, naturally no, not. So we'll, we'll see what we're going to have to come when we have a bit of dinner warm as well.
0: <laughs> well I don't think Don had to, to do that. I yeah. see there was an interesting car at number 32, the GT1. Russian age racing. Oh yes, Nelson Piquet Junior. and uh, David Brabs Yeah, that's Antonio Garcia.
1: Hmm, it is interesting. Uh, The Aston Martin DB. There there are two cars from uh, under Russian age racing. I understand the Russian age racing is also running.
0: Oh no, 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 no! I think you're right. Yeah, he's got an Aston Martin DB. Yeah, no, he's running a Ferrari
1: 550 Maranello. That's quite true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, Nelson Pico Jr. was just drafted in at the last minute, but there's some rumours that he's not very mature and needs to sort of settle down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm. nice. Who knows.
0: Well, he's got the right, uh, I mean, like particularly with Brabs, um, someone to uh, settle him down nicely and uh, get him focused, one would, one would like to think. So. It's um,
1: Look, I don't think he probably has much experience there with, um, long distance racing, but he certainly knows how to bring a GP two car home, so if you can do that. Yeah. Who knows? Should be good. Yeah, there's a, a definitely um, a few interesting people there. Now did I send you a picture of of uh, of, of Xavier Pompidou's car from the last year that had the uh, had the big off at uh, oh what did he have the big off? He had a big off and um this is uh, coming out of uh, Indianapolis. Yep. Or coming into Indian- Indianapolis down the back straight there where the Weber card flown over years ago oh, had yeah. gone up. Oh, wow. Had gone up and spun around and went through the gap <coughs> um, on the high side of the track as you turn left into Indianapolis. And it's a left-end drive car. And as you can see from that picture there, that he would absolutely. That would have been the end of Zoe. It would have. He's a lovely if bloke. If it and was and dry I, hand
0: drive, there would be no way. And he, he said to me, it's smart. He goes, if
1: I'd be on the other side of the car, there was no chance. <laughs> so, man, that, that, that In photo, a nutshell,
0: I, that photo, Yep, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, that photo I only arrived yesterday, so I <laughs> hadn't seen it, uh, but boy. That is one broken RSR, and it's it looks like it's literally broken through the guts, uh, doesn't totally. it? Totally, folded in half. It's right. It's like the is, It's like you think of a telegraph pole. It's a big tree. It has gone absolutely smack bang through the door, and like the the front, and the back
0: of the car is actually all right, isn't it? Yeah. Like the engine, is, is. the engine isn't even touched. Even the wheels look intact. The wheels the tires it has gone are still blown smack
1: up. Smack bang through the door, and he had a little bit of a bruise and a splinter on yep. his right because he's you know there there, yeah.
0: and he, he probably did. had a splinter of carbon fiber. One would guess. <sighs> Been a big
1: hit.
0: Oh, not good. Very good. lucky boy.
1: So yeah. So Zave's, are, Zave's over there. What's he? He's driving in the C Bar Automotive um, car and uh, doing <laughs> one,
0: two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You
1: him. Oh, he's he's oh yeah. The GT. Look, yeah. top speed. He's got two seventy five. Two seventy five down the chute in the in the, the C Bar car. The fastest GT2 car, speed-wise, is 289. Hmm. So there's a bit of difference there. Boy, yeah, there is. The panels are, are, is very, very slow. Oh, and speaking of panels <coughs> wasn't a very good weekend up there, test day, for the panels Esperante. No. Because I think they had... A, I got the uh, press release from International Pauly yeah it it was a bit um uh they had a um uh, an o ring on the mm. oil oil filter like failed and it basically spat oil out and uh it in into turn the first chicane uh, tom milner tom milner milner jr was in the car and um i think probably went around his own oil yeah uh, so i think the rest of the the rest of the <laughs> the, the time was we spent, you know, vacuuming the vacuum with Gum and Jeanette vacuuming the um, rocks out of the out of the front wheel well there, and Larry uh, Larry Holt um, sweeping up the floor, and Tom Clay in the front while Paulie <laughs> International, Paulie Ryan, took photos there to embarrass them a bit later. So they've been having a few engine problems oh, yeah, there, which um, has apparently been attributed to a engine management problem. Uh-huh. There's a problem with the chip. Right. But the chip isn't actually the component; it's just the chip that's getting divorced. <laughs> so, that's so, a bit scary, and that will do it for you. The
0: well, no. divorce will yeah. always throw you up. Absolutely. But yeah. I ever
1: if and I so that's me- the
0: big problem with a front engine car too. Is that you know if it throws oil, it's going to go over the back tires.
1: The ironic thing about this was that in 2002, when I met Chip, who worked for um, uh, EMT. Uh, um, which is part of the Panos
0: conglomerate yep. land land, land technologies. Technologies.
1: yeah land yep. yeah, exactly he was getting married right. and obviously now he's been spat out the other side <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he was like "We was going yep yeah, he's gone uh,
0: chips are down so chips are down uh, and dear. the engines are out there we go I said her again yeah she won't give up why? Well, she knows you're doing a show. Yeah, she does. I told her earlier. And what did she do? She never listens. What? She never... Well, she's obviously got something important she wants to tell me. But do
1: you do you think we need to hold viewers? What do you think, viewers? Do we need to hold? We probably should hold, just oh, so I can God. ring her. back. All, right. All right. See you in a minute, viewers. Well... That's a fine mess you've got, another fine mess you've got, this into, Stanley. And got myself into you. Yeah, you have got yourself into I you have got myself into now. I had to make three phone calls to find out what time you're coming home for a piece of fried fish.
0: Well, that's right. No, I mean, it's not fried fish. It's got to go in the oven and it doesn't, it's not allowed to be dried out. So therefore, the timing is all. So, oh, That'll be her again. No, it won't be her this time. That's the landline. That'll be, uh, that'll be our guest that we asked to ring in. It must be Linda. <laughs> Could it be Linda?
2: Hello, is that Linda. Hello! How's it going? Oh, it is Linda! You can't
1: get rid of me. Well, I'm glad you've been able to uh, pull yourself off. Uh, I mean...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to rephrase
1: Get away from uh, your your white ants. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I know, I think
2: I have a massive white
1: ant problem. My phones don't work anymore. But that's a good thing, maybe. So, babe, I hear your, uh, your breasts have been making an international appearance
2: embarrassed about that and don't think somebody spotted them yeah. actually emailed you about that I'm so embarrassed but hey what can I do they are what they
0: are well you know I mean apparently Tristan's hot to trot he's uh, <laughs> you know he sent us the email and asked us the question I know I know John for the email on to me I was cracked up oh my god fancy somebody's seeing me but anyway hey what can I do so when is the rally of Britain on are you going over that was the rally of Britain <laughs> <laughs> you are not you? <laughs> Didn't you see <say> the bounce? <laughs> say that again, I missed that one. Nothing. <laughs> uh, Listen to now, the show, you'll hear the, reco- the comments. <laughs> yeah, well, no, wa- the
2: rally of um, Great Britain in Wales isn't until December.
0: Oh, right, so a long time yet. You'll have to yeah. hang out a bit longer, Tristan, sorry. Another yeah. mud bath. Well, the thing
2: is, is, I wouldn't be walking around, like, if it's now, I wouldn't be walking around like that because it would be way too cold. True.
0: In <laughs> December, yeah, I can take my top off in December in, in the UK, it's okay then. In December, ah, it's okay, you're joking, aren't you? Make a nice change from uh, Bronte. <laughs> yeah, <anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving right along. <laughs> oh
1: gosh, oh, what so, to How was your lunch at Garfish, Linda? Excuse
2: me? How was your lunch
1: at Garfish? I didn't
2: go to
1: Garfish in the end.
0: You've had a gut full of it, haven't you? Uh, well, after
2: what happened last time with us, there was no damn way I was going to take Dale there and, and, um, and do it all again. No, As you shouldn't uh,
0: either. I, I was listening to that and la- and chuckling away. Like, oh, and incidentally, um, what's all this talking with your mouth full, too, when I heard the episode?
2: Yes, a slip. A, a slip. I don't know what that was. But, yeah, was uh, okay. I do apologise. And I did notice and I, I
1: stopped myself. I pulled myself up. Oh, right. Great to tell you, Linda, we're just having a little bit of caviar here tonight. Oh, yeah. And I've actually, I've had actually, um I've already eaten dinner tonight.
2: I've beaten you boys. Oh. I went up and had a really nice tie
0: dinner tonight. Oh, did you? Yeah. Very good.
2: Yeah, did, well, did you, was was it nice. a
0: suit and tie dinner or just a tie dinner?
2: Um, Just a tie dinner. <laughs>
1: You didn't find any of that. you know, uh, I, I have a problem with Thai people. I mean Thai food. Thai, Thai food. Oh, because you see, Thai food is like it's the it's the it's the biggest excuse for non presentation. Because no, like pasta but no, no, no. well, because it's like pasta. If you turn the bowl around it looks the same from the other direction. <laughs> uh, it's not like a roast or anything where you can go, oh, I like that little corner, but I don't like that quadrant over there. I'm
2: sorry, like yesterday, I ended up garfish. I ended up at the oyster bar down at Circuit Quay. And I mean, you send a plate around and the
1: oysters look the same way. True. That is so quite true. But <clears throat> uh, you should, you know, you're always eating oysters with a strip map. It's coming down yes. the coast from Yamba down to uh, Batemans Bay. Yes. <laughs> so, uh viewers uh yes can't tell them about australian east coast oysters but i reckon they're probably better over here aren't they jp how good are those yes. coffin, coffin bay, bay ones mate we've got to get them from coffin they bay
0: not. i drove the whole i have driven and i'm not lying the
2: whole of the south australian coastline i'm, I'm not joking from seduna so not quite all of it but from seduna yep right back round through to past mount gambia to victoria i have driven the whole coastline and my trip was the oyster hunting trip, and I was very disappointed. But you oh, were you were what? having
1: a bit of tension in your
0: life. And what time of year was it? Yeah, it was the
2: wrong time of year. That's oh, get out
0: of that's here! And I realised that's when they
2: don't do <laughs>
1: oysters. You hear that, viewers? Like, isn't she the greatest girl? It's not what wrong time of the month; it's just wrong time of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as long as it's not the wrong
1: <laughs> time of the time, year. Eleven <laughs> times less problems. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, yeah, Bronte will be I happy. Know, because I only have one moment at front for you, but yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. No, I'm not, actually. I'm horrible to live with. So, Lindy, you sound fairly buoyant, a lot more buoyant than the last time I spoke to you a couple of weekends ago when you'd um, not gone motor racing. Um, oh, God, I, I am over it, but you wouldn't. I'm not joking, today
2: I had a phone call again from somebody else saying, Oh gosh, I've heard that, you know, they've taken your car and this and that and everything else. And I thought, how much, how long do I have to suffer this? Like, I was getting over it and everyone keeps reminding me about it.
0: No, well, well we won't remind you anymore. So, but and on that note, on now, the tarmac know, I, I got an email yesterday from um, one of the
2: TV guys in Tasmania going, Oh, you know, what happened? <laughs> yeah. like, Leave me alone.
0: Where were you?
2: But- <laughs> My car got... Common beard but anyway, it's all good, and we will see how. You know what I'm hoping, though, because he's got competitors being given a really good car, um, and it has good omens. That's what I say. It's got good auras and everything else. I'm hoping not this weekend, but next weekend, which is the 17th of June, I believe. Yeah, uh, is the Queensland round of the Australian Rally Championship. So I'm hoping the car has, you know, good vibes, and Scott actually finishes the rally unscathed.
1: Absolutely. Mm. The car will come back in a bag, but other than that, it'll be fine.
0: Oh, you so bad. <laughs> right. oh. oh, God, i so bad. So, I mean, I'll never get that car back, but still, I don't want that to happen to it. No, you wouldn't want that to happen to it. And, and while we're on that note, of course, uh, the, the tarmac note, um, Subaru Motorsport. Uh, really? Suddenly, uh, there's a tarmac division at Subaru. How do you feel about that?
2: Um, I'm actually really happy about it. Very, very happy about it. Um, it's just wonderful. They've taken a whole page ad out of the magazine on the back cover. Yes, on um, the... Oh. Just t- saying about their tarmac, you know, what they're doing in the tarmac rallying world. Nothing to do with, oh, buy a car from us or, you know, this, that or and the other. It's literally just stating that they've gone through their process of the Australian Rally Championship. They've been so successful with that for over a decade. Now it's time to, you know, turn a new corner and have a look at something else. And from that, they've gone into the tarmac rallying and made the full commitment to it. Plus, you know, they're looking at it from a development point of view of their cars for customers, which is fabulous. And it's exactly the same reason why Mitsubishi have gone that avenue. However, I have a few little tidbits for you. Mm. Yes. Um, Apparently, Mazda are now looking at that avenue. Right. And there have been some meetings this week with Mazda um, hierarchy about tarmac rallying. any, um has definitely going to look at a program. Um, they're very interested in, in going tarmac rallying um, on a full-time scale. And you know how I've been saying that I really want to push a tarmac championship eventually, You know, have an Australian tarmac rally championship. Well, yes,
1: you've been very keen to, uh, to get that to, up to and to running.
2: Yeah. I have been. So anyway, I thought, right, 1st of June, I'm going to put my head down and start doing this. So I've made a few phone calls and, and shot off a few emails to the powers to be that you know are the ones that are the decision makers and the go the answer is yes it is now on the agenda of cams and ARCOM for a tarmac championship they're looking into it um they definitely want it sooner than later so they're all for it it's just naturally a long process of getting it all set properly and making sure that it's done correctly and that all the events that they do approach and say, you know, like, we'll include this one and that one. But they run according to cams, which, fair enough, it should be. Um, providing it doesn't conflict at all with the Australian Rally Championship, which I can't see how it could, and I, I don't want it to either. I don't want it seen as a by-shoot off it. It's a totally separate discipline. It's very separate driving skills, and the cars are very different in their setup. So I think this is just fabulous news that Australia's now going down that avenue, which in turn means we're going to get a lot of car manufacturers out there that we haven't seen in motorsport that I think are going to stand up and take notice and go,
0: hey, that's an avenue that we can get into. Yeah, I've, I think it's a great idea. Do you think that the, with the Mazda thing, I mean, the, the MPS that uh, Motor Magazine ran in uh, Target has, uh had a, had a very good result. Do you think that's G'd them along? But Dean Evans drove the car, yeah. 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 Definitely. And they did a lot of support um, with Peter Washington's
2: event at Lake Mountain, providing course cars and things. and naturally all the people, Alan Hornsley and everybody from Mazda were there, right. having a look at the events. So, you know, the people that, uh, the decision makers and the ones that basically sign off on all of this have been at these events last, you know, this year, um, very quietly, some of them in the background, some of them quite obvious, having a look to see what's going on and, and yeah, they're all keen and I'm just excited and I'm thrilled that Subaru has done the
0: advertising for us. Yeah, it's, I think it's fantastic and uh, well at least, well, well let's hope that Subaru uh, Australia can go a lot better in tarmac here than uh, than Subaru is going in the World Rally Championships at the moment. I know, how, how, sh- I'm, I'm sorry, it was, there's
2: nothing else to say but how shocking is that? Yeah, very bad. You know, like they had all, like
0: Pedal was actually doing very well and did, some, you
2: know, like on the last day did amazing stage times as usual for this, I don't know whether they've just got a car that's old, I, I doubt it. Um, I don't know what's going on, but they're just having shocking problems.
0: Well, they are. And they're cars. having really weird problems, too. I mean, like, Peter had a, a problem apparently with dust getting in somewhere or the other. Now, you would have thought after all the years that Subaru had been in rallying that that wouldn't be an issue for them.
2: No, well, that's the reason why Chris um, crashed. And he was um, he wasn't good on. i prior this one because of getting dust in the car and couldn't see. Yeah,
1: no, I understand. so, so it's
2: quite—it's quite interesting, isn't it, to hear what you know you would think are minor problems that are causing such great issues that are costing them a
1: championship. He, uh, his hair was a little bit uh, shabby on stage eleven, too, which would have contributed <laughs> to some of the, uh, the, of the, 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 the effect well. of what was going <laughs> so on there. About it that shocked him.
0: <laughs> Uh, Linda, just going,
1: just just going back to the issue of like tarmac rallying. It was it's interesting because I think that there's going to be a greater opportunity for uh, television crews to be able to actually get access into the, the 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 sport. You
0: know,
1: we we all love like like rallying, but at the end of the day, how many people are going to buy? A, a, you know, how many people ever buy like a Subaru WRX or a, or an Evo and actually drive it on 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 dirt? We all do it you know, on tar, so they're going to be able to relate a little bit more to it, and, and the cost of getting that broadcast equipment into the forest oh. to do that, it, it is pretty uh, um, pretty, uh, pretty high.
2: Yeah, no, it, it is. It's a logistical nightmare for the crews, and, you know, like, they've got the issues too. It's like they need to be set up where they're, they're going to get the great shot, but then they've got to be also set up in places where usually, you know, it's not a really good shot because they can't get all the dust thrown straight at them. So they lose a lot, you know, with what they're doing and everything else. So from a logistics point of view, I feel for them it's a nightmare, plus getting them in there. I mean, okay, that's going to be a similar problem with tarmac railing in some stages with road closures. But on the same token, there's other areas they can go in where there's access roads where, yes, they're sealed off, but at least you can be at that point where the crews can actually get somewhere and then get out quickly to get somewhere else. Um, so, like, yeah, I think from a, from a production point of view, it's going to be a lot easier. Um, you know, and it's tarmac, so it's cleaner as well. <laughs> <It's basically laughs> Very true. Cleaner. Um, and there's less stress on everything. There's less stress on the cars. There's less stress on the production cars, you know, the camera cars and trucks and everything, getting to places. Um, and some of the rallies, some of the roads, you know, they have to take OB vans and everything. It's just a nightmare. And just, logistics, is, it doesn't allow it. And then you have the cost then of having... Um, helicopters, you know, with the relays coming through, you know, trying to broadcast stuff, and that's another cost again, and so I'm hoping that, you know, this is going to be a better alternative for them. I mean, there's actually a a television uh, production company that's very, very keen to cover the tarmac rallying, and, you know, like, they've spoken to me, so I've put them into contact with, um, you know, ARCOM and that, and said, well, you know, don't talk to them and see how you go, but get in there, guys, get in first before one of the major networks get in, and... You know,
0: they're very keen so like before it's even a championship and it's only in the talking stages we've
1: got so much infrastructure just willing to get in there and, and be part of it yeah, fantastic david well, richards yeah. is returning to formula one in 2008 his uh pro drive entry has been accepted there do you think that his involvement with formula one will take his um energies away from wrc it seems to be in a little bit yeah. in, in a wane a little bit at the moment i mean i, I think Personally I think I like the WRC but I think it's it's very niche saturation now. <laughs> Excuse me. Um yeah, I think you have I look
2: I mean David Richards has basically stepped back from WRC even though he you know he does own it all. Well he is the
1: chairman of ISC, which is the company exactly. that has the rights the, to broadcast it, but he doesn't actually it. own WRC. Mm, mm. and but as far as that point of You know, like
2: years ago when he was with ProDrive, whether he was ProDrive and very hands on with being involved with the um, Subaru team and everything else, David Richards stepped back from that a few years ago. Um, As you said, going with ISC and everything else, even though he still has a hand in it all. I think um, the Formula One is a passion of his, Um, it's also a direction for ProDrive. Um, from a technology point of view, um, you know, and expanding on that. So I don't know. I think David will just concentrate on that. I really do. I think he'll, he he's one of these people. He's very much like Richard Branson, just gets an idea in his head and just sticks with it and throws every effort and energy into it. And he's a very smart man. So I don't know if anything in WRC and ISC will get affected by it because he's already set that up. And he's taken a couple of years to set that up where basically... He doesn't need
1: to be hands-on within those anymore. The, we've so. all seen that there is a, a always a technology flow-on from Formula One down through, you know, to high-end categories like DTM or all the all, sports cars or oh. Champ cars or IRL. Um, and I can only see that that he will. He will be able to provide a, a, an engineering company that can provide these extremely high-end services. And by virtue of people using his services, the cost is going to be lowered as it filters all the way down. And It won't be long before you'll be seeing people with very low budgets racing carbon fibre club cars. Oh, yes, yeah. for
2: sure. I mean, it, it, it is. As you said, it's natural progression. I mean, this is where it all stems from as i've said before the people that are out there that bag and have a go at motorsport don't understand that the car that they get into every morning to go to work or take the kids to school or drive to the shops, a lot of the gear in that has come from formula one and step down through and it's also come from world rallying so um yeah, there can only be pluses from all of this. Yes, it'll definitely filter down through, as you said, to DTM and Le Mans and all of that. And then again, it'll filter down again. So, I mean, all of it's positive. I can't see anything negative out of it. And at the end of the day, they're there to do something they love, but make a, a, an image, a branding image, and then make marketing out of you know, direct learning from technology and, and, you know, and putting that into... The, the general public hands which is in your um, cars and things so yeah no, it's going to be great i'm interested to see where this goes with david richards i really am not uh, a man to
1: give up easy formula one has, has opened our official formula one online store just in the last uh, a couple of days um, and it looks really cool. You can have, have a look at all the stuff at uh, http slash f1 store dot one slash catalog. Have a look at all that stuff. And I wonder whether David Richards will be next in line. And I think his brand is, is a very strong brand. He, he's, he's one of these guys that uses a lot of white space. Around his brand to to drive it forward. It's really nice and clean. It's not yeah, cluttered. It's, it's, it's certainly up. not like a, a CV of international Paulies, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we
0: won't go there. I haven't seen it. I need to
1: see it. Oh look! Uh, hey, can you just just, nice just just film, just download 191 megabyte and, and you'll be right. <laughs> Everybody, you know, give me a job. <laughs> oh, Paulie, we love you. f one, store. I'm just having a quick look at it. Yeah. And I'll the just jump onto, the, of, jump onto the front of in, autosport.com and you'll find a link on there. Yeah, it's on the top right-hand
2: side, the link on it. So, I mean, there's heaps of sites out there. Like, I was looking at
1: um oh, some Demon Tweaks site the other night. Oh, well, they've um, always been a the default standard as a catalogue, but, but there's a bit, you know, the product, there's a bit different. This is this is a real branding sort of thing. Yeah, so. this
2: is, yeah, that is different, but they do actually or some merch but um what is it what site is it that i i went to the other night the rally live uh, um racing live site they actually have a store within there they sell all the formula one um items and they have some of the most ridiculous things like oh, i don't know there were some pretty bizarre things i looked at the other night and i went why would you buy that but obviously people do hey listen did this formula one site ha- um have um the um what was it the furniture the reno furniture no, they don't.
1: it doesn't have the Renault furniture and what's more it doesn't have Indian tech support no. which is exactly what you won't be getting from Apple anymore that's right more more on this from JP <laughs>
0: yeah, well, Apple uh, Apple pulled the pin on their uh, Indian operations yesterday or the day before
2: now I think it was yesterday I
0: wonder why well I don't I mean there's no there's the been weather. There's been no official explanation other than uh, the, the, the guys who were uh, laid off in India were told that Apple wants to move in a different direction, which is totally contrary to what they'd said originally back in, uh, I think it was February when they actually launched the thing. Um, but and they, they had probably referenced the bad experiences that Dell customers were getting. Probably and also a bad bad feedback particularly from Australia in, in terms of what Australian customers were getting. I mean we, we got people who we've sold extended warranty, well we're not allowed to call it extended warranty anymore, Apple Care Protection Plans um So that they can ring up after hours and get tech you support. You can't sell it anymore. And uh, no, we can sell it. That's fine, but we just can't call it extended warranty because so it's I, more than extended am warranty. I, am I ringing? Am I ringing India if I need support on my laptop tonight? If you ring after hours, you're ringing India. But that won't help me. Well, no, I know, and that's the that's the thing, and that's basically, I believe, why they've pulled the pin. Because people, unfortunately, and this is no slur on uh, on, on the Indian nation, because they were difficult we like to understand. And he was on the phone to me last night, he's a rail, Yes. Hello and, mate. And, uh, but people couldn't understand him, uh, they couldn't get the uh, the answers that they required in a, in, in a manner they could understand, and uh, it was just all too hard, I think. Yeah,
2: I mean look, I've had that issue myself, and not with Apple, but with other companies where you've run a support line. And you you can hear it, you can hear the feedback, and you know damn well you're talking to someone in India. Now, I know a lot of companies, I mean, I know security companies that have, you know, an international security company that's done exactly that. All their accounts and everything are now taken away from those, you know, branches around the world, and they're all run through India. Will you try getting money out of India?
1: Uh, but you you need to cut through, cut straight to the bone there, Linda, when you're talking on the phone, and then you, when you feel you've got an Indian there that you've, you just you don't feel comfortable with, and they go, oh, very nice day today, sir, and I go, yeah, it's a lovely day here in Adelaide or wherever you are, even if it's pissing down rain, especially if it's pissing down rain. You basically you take the reverse weather psychology, and you go, well, if it's a lovely day, then you. It, 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 and, It's actually raining, but you say it's a lovely day, and they go, isn't it a glorious day? You lying person from somewhere in southern (laughs) India. It's pissing down, and you're lying to me. (laughs) Hey, listen,
0: JP, how are the MacBooks going? The MacBooks are going very well. Actually, Johnny came in uh, earlier on today, and he saw your black MacBook. Yes, I can confirm that it's... uh, um, It's it's not made of non-optanium? No, it's all right. looks all right. I think it'll be fine
1: for you. Oh God!
2: Now listen, don't JP, don't let John get his hands on it because he will put everything and anything on there, and all these things that I don't know how to use. Is she she awesome? that Have you? Have, oh, you,
0: yeah. have like, you given her? Is she big, she's yeah. told me if I can source one rapidly enough, she will take one. So there you go. Yeah, she had no so
1: money the last in week. The she had no money last week. Millionaire this <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> on the
0: side, Johnny. We don't. You know. You're just getting the bill. <laughs> yeah, it's too big. Of a, yeah, yeah. No <laughs> Sorry, Dodi Fayette's no. Don't round. worry no about round. It. it. And it, it will we'll work more. something out.
2: And
1: did you see that um, Apple have released another iPod U2? Yeah, yeah. I hear that they've done a U2 version of the yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. A version with all the engraved signatures on the back? Oh, well.
0: You know, hey, people, people the buy them. They Steve's wouldn't be on making on them if people Steve's weren't buying bono them.
1: Steve's a bono, No, no, it's right. But the thing What's is, look at this
0: one, which is exactly the same <laughs> price
2: as your normal um, you know, iPod. Yep. Um... You get the, you know, the engraved signatures and it's black and everything else. But you actually get a half-hour special video on the iPod come with it. Well, it must be come with the software that um, um, is literally like a U2 concert, but it's
0: specifically made for this iPod that's coming out. Yeah, so well, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That wouldn't be hard to. I mean, that's not hard to do, though. Let's be honest. No, not it's just really. a nice little gimmicky all, feature. You know. So, well, that's right. But I I, I must admit, I was quite surprised when I found they were doing another U2. I thought they may have moved on to a different band or whatever, so that they'd broaden their appeal. No, because it's a Steve thing. Well, yeah, I know it's a Steve thing, but nevertheless, yes, and we know he's a megalomaniac, but, you know.
1: Anyway, moving right along, just a little bit of what's been happening this uh, last couple of weeks. Well, uh, our old mate Barry Morecambe from um, uh, Rondo uh, Racing has... Well, he's, he's done his best result. Well. He didn't win it, but uh, but he's come second in pretty much all the races in the Australian Performance Car Championship, now known as GTP, in his fully re-engineered two thousand and six Evo eight. And after he's handed the car over to the shortest bloke in the world with no neck, Gary. Hot, good bloke. But anyway, he's been able to manage to put that car together and Gary wouldn't let him uh, let him get, get get a bit of a leg up. But you've got the shortest and the tallest there and um, the, 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 the car's about halfway in between. So uh, good luck to Barry. I'm well, Barry, yeah. On a second note, we've got a really an interesting and emerging star in Andrew Medici's son, or Medecki's son, George Medecki, who is um, working, incidentally, for, for Cole Crawford down in Brookvale, Linda, um, uh, learning about selling cars, and his father is very well known in the Port Macquarie area as a high-end Mercedes dealer. Oh, yeah. I to say, why he him down there? Why not he just his own dealership? Yeah, because he needs to go out and broaden his horizon other than just hanging around in the lovely Port Macquarie area. And none less than that, but but George is uh, racing the uh, Hyundai Tiburon that uh, Andrew had, and and his son, other son Harry, the younger son, had driven down to success in uh, the um, Tiger Tasmania, where you were only just a few weeks back. That's right. Um, He's driving in the Australian Production Car Championship, which is part of the Australian Motor Racing Series. Last weekend, third um, uh, outright and, um, and, and won his, uh, his class, uh, class B, and that's great and qualified on pole for the class, um, considering that he has already given away a, um, a, an event to the Wakefield Park event, I think, to um, his uh, dad because the car was required in Tasmania. Look, he's um he's the third in the championship and he's doing very very well. So um, I think he's uh, definitely going to be a a bit of a star. I I said to Andrew, well, where do we want to go? Where, where would you like it? Where would you like George to go? Would you? How far do you want him to go? And he said, oh look, I don't want him to sell his grandma's soul like I did. <laughs> He's too nice. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, I said to George "What do you reckon?" He said, "Look, I'll be the judge of whether I want to be nice or be successful in professional car racing." So so far, he's all looking good, and uh, he's he's a very 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 nice guy, and um, you know, lots of interests outside of of that. And, uh, another one of these car racing drivers that loves to cook. Uh, all right, there's 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 a pattern emerging. There's, there's what's what's well up for ready, steady, cook, ready, steady, <laughs> launch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Ready, steady, lunch. Oh that's that's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the dirt version, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All
1: God. right. Any more? Anyone news from your end? Oh, Dale Moskett, Tell us what's going on. Oh yeah. Oh Dale's flat out at the moment. He, um, he heads off to Bega this weekend uh, for the um, in search of cheese um uh, the championship
2: down there he's actually co-driving for a friend of his down there and then he's back from bega then he's going testing with um will orders in canberra on monday because uh, will's actually um who's um bill orders son from petters he's actually running a, a privately run subaru in the australian rally championship so they've put a few mods on the car so he's off testing on monday with that and then Tuesday morning, he heads straight up to Queensland for the next round of the ARC with Ziu Lang. So, yeah, he's he's been flat out. And then as soon as he finishes that, um, he's meant to be home for a, a week and a half before the next round in China. But he, as he said to me um, yesterday when we were having lunch, he said, I have a feeling Ziu Lang's going to say, oh, here's your ticket. You're coming home with me tomorrow, which will be the Tuesday. So yeah he's he's pretty busy so yeah it'll be a while before we catch up again but no it's great he's he's doing a hell of a lot of things and um you got to give it to dale he's um he puts so much back into the sport it's incredible like going down to bega and co driving for one of his mates you know like he doesn't expect yeah. anything for it it's just let's go down and have a great time he doesn't have any of the airs and graces like a lot of people do especially when they win a championship you know and they are the number one in the country and then they're like, that's it, you know, I don't sit next to anyone unless they're the best or whatever, and Dale is nothing like that, you know, and he's constantly got people ringing going, oh, mate, you know, and he doesn't even know these guys, and they're ringing him like, oh, mate, you know, I don't know what to do about this and that, and he's so good at helping people and putting back into the sport, I just think it's an absolute credit to him.
0: Oh, it's fantastic, and he even talks to us on Radio Hot Lap.
2: He does, <laughs> and he would probably talk to us now. <laughs> <laughs> But he's not. He's probably at home. Actually, I can tell you if he's home. I can tell you right now. He is. He's at home. Well, well
1: Linda, thanks for taking he the time know to. How t- I know that, but I do. Thanks for <laughs> taking time to talk to us. And just uh, before we uh, send you out the door, uh, thanks for paying the phone call. Oh um, ah, yeah, well, phone uh, yeah. The
0: and uh, good uh, luck with uh, good yeah. luck
1: with yeah. your white oh. ant check. Yeah, your white ant check and getting your mobile phone online. <laughs> um, it, it's uh, interesting because I. I've noticed in the US there's, there's always been a bit of a war between CART and IRL and uh, Australian uh, Kevin Kalkovan has now um, has confirmed that there is a possible merger going on between the CHAMP Car series and IRL. Of course, uh, Tony George, the IRL president, is pretty keen to play that down. But let's really look at what's going on, okay? Like last weekend, there was a really good race from Watkins Glen, where Ryan Briscoe um, um, uh, had had come in and and was brought in for a one race event and came third with uh, with Scotty Dixon winning it. Now, like. Most of these guys don't know how to turn right; they only know how to turn left. <laughs> and considering that now you've got a road style course on the IRL program, which was one hundred percent like oval. Yep. And then you've got uh, and an, you had oval ra- you had oval races like um, Lous- Lous- Sling, <laughs> which were you know, which are invading like the IRL like the oval only sort of scenario. Well. Isn't it time for them, like, you know, put their
0: egos in a little box and, and like, let's all have a little bit of a lick? It would be such a strong series if they combined it, but there's absolutely no doubt about it.
2: It would. It would definitely turn it round. I mean, both of them are very popular, as we all know, in the U.S., but actually worldwide now. So, I mean... I don't know. It's just a bit of stupidity. Well, well, ye- ye-
1: stupidity. Yes and no, but oh. re- we got to remember, Linda, that if you were to take all the cars from Champ Car and all the cars from IRL and try to put them on the same grid, you couldn't fit them all. So that means no, when there's no, less there's- numbers, then, well, that's not a good thing as well. So we're going to have to work out, and I can certainly see where, um, you know, sort of the, the, the problems could arise. But, look, I,
0: I think I would love to see... But both could,
1: cars it, running diff, the, the same the, the same courses,
0: but it, it could become a, a, a two level championship, much the same as V eight supercars and uh, oh, yeah. Fujitsu. So can't you just imagine who's no, going to be wanting to do the second that. tier? Yeah, well, the second tier is for the up and comers. Okay, so, so, so how many tier?
1: people are currently in the in the in the, in the top level of, well, in, in both categories would consider themselves as uh, as second tier runners? Anyway, I think. There's there's a lot to be discussed there on all sides. Yeah, we might have to carry on with
0: yeah, that next week. it's interesting. All isn't right, it? all right. it's,
2: it's very Is interesting. I mean, do you know, Danica came. Danica Patrick came eighth in that race. I mean, that girl. I'm so impressed with her. She's an incredible. She's an incredible
0: one. That one. So you want to get her into rallying and co-drive for her? Oh. Who? Oh,
2: okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a question. Well, yeah. She just wants to get her hands I on her spring that onions. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> There you It'd go.
2: All
1: right, it? Uh, just on the final uh, note there about tarmac, will n- no doubt Mitsubishi are really going to have to pull their um, pull their, their act together now and get really either either put up or shut up as a result of the uh, ad on the back of motorsport news. And I understand the, the little horse whisperers horse whisperers. I tell you, say that there's a new car coming for you, Linda. I heard a rumor about this. Is that a horse whisper? Somebody else. The can cow whisper. Yeah, a customer, a customer,
2: you know, actually purchased, or, not, or gone through the process of purchasing a car and put the deposit down, and the deposit was sent back because they need the car. Oh,
0: well, so, there you go, fingers crossed.
2: Let's put two and two together and, and hope that that new car might be ours. Excellent. That's
0: speculation,
2: though. I have no idea, and I, and I haven't... Um, Spoken to Alan Hayfield on purpose because I know that Ben's flat out, so I don't want to. I don't to fix myself. <laughs> Sometimes it's better just to say
0: nothing and just see what happens. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Who knows? Let's hope. Let's just hope. Latency. As soon as I know, I will let you know. Terrific, Linda.
1: All right, Linda. Thirty-two minutes of, 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 of low-frequency babbling there. Thank you very much. Okay,
2: you're welcome, boys. You're
1: welcome. Well, I'll leave Have you to no, no, no. uh,
2: Tristan. I, what can I say? You've seen more of me than the boys have. So, um, yeah, we'll just leave it
0: at that. And when we come over to the UK, I'll um, come and see it. <laughs> All right, Linda. <laughs> well, now we're, we, we're sort All of not right. saying goodnight because we're too busy cacking ourselves. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. He has seen more of you than we have.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. well I mean, you guys have seen it now, but he saw it. <laughs> But uh, you you do you do like when you when you do stay down here? I know how much you like sleeping on the couch and being woken up oh. by my flatmate James, who um,
0: <laughs>
1: who wants to tell set you up, just how up. your morning is. Yeah. do he? Okay. I'll Good night, Linda. Say
2: anything. Okay. Night, boys. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Bye.
1: Oh dear. Okay, moving on, on from oh. Linda before we just shut this thing down. Um, look, it's uh, the, I say, the performance of the drivers uh, on a majority down at, at Winton last weekend for the, the supercar round, which was the round which replaced China. I, I, was, yes. I was not impressed. I just was, i am be wondering to myself, how many of these drivers are going to be keeping their jobs? Okay, maybe it's reverse grid racing. I don't think it, it, it specifically is just. Did you think good... it was pretty woeful, did you? No, yeah, I thought it was pretty woeful. And I think at the end of the day, like, these guys... These the, guys, the, I think this testing rule is a problem. Six days of testing, you yeah. know, it's not enough. Mm. These guys, they're racers. they want to race. Yep. And yep. they're contracted, they said this before, and, and, and I'm not, again, going back to make it the Alan Simonson show, but this is why Alan is so damn good, is because he's under the radar and he's racing all these all categories of in different yep. places around the world, and he's on it. I mean, I have never met anyone who was so focused on... On looking after his own destiny and it, it always comes from someone who hasn't got much money They yep. always manage to get there and um, it'll
0: be really interesting and there, well, there,
1: there's some DTM things coming up but uh, we can't talk about that
0: well okay well while we're not talking about that I mean briefly just to sort of touch on what you've just been saying I mean look at uh, look at Jimmy Richards for argument's sake now there's a man who's raced in so many different categories <laughs> over so many years. Are we gonna see any of the current V8 supercar drivers ending up being a gym, doing the same thing? I don't think so. Well, not the way that the the sport's structured currently. No.
1: So. Viewers, we'll have to leave you to ponder that as we, Pension off for the night. Pension off. Pension off. Yeah.
0: Pension off. Pension off. Oh, one last thing I just oh, got yeah. to tell you. Yeah. While you were talking about spa and I got it out specially. We don't want to, s- but uh, we're, we're being I invaded sto- by kitchen. I things. stole a copy stole borrowed a copy i should say from my favorite motel in mount gambia the commodore on the park if anybody wants to go oh, that's there a the little state. that's a little town where you're getting a little bit on the side yep that's it mount gambia where i always go down to see the girlfriend so everybody tells me i just wish i knew who she was <laughs>
1: well, well you find um, every
0: time you're there and uh, this is the goodwood revival uh, program from september 2003 obviously is, someone else has stolen the magazine and
1: left it at that hotel well
0: that's right which is the year that uh, barry sheen died god rest his soul
1: and a great Barry, got
0: a great article in here and a great shot. And do you realise, getting back to the spa thing, that Barry's victory at the, spa, at the old spa circuit in 1977 was the fastest ever motorcycle Grand Prix? Still to this day, an eye watering average speed of 135.06 miles per hour around that bloody track. For crying out loud, he would have been on the gas. He definitely would, the old Baz. So I just thought that was a nice, interesting snippet. Well, anyway,
1: I'm going to uh, like to uh, dedicate the evening to to memory of Barry because I haven't thought about Barry for a while, and it's uh, yeah, he was a great bloke, and I mean, and was and, and was one of the one of the key people that made the Channel Ten telecasts
0: yes, successful.
1: It, and yep. he won't be there to be part of the Channel Seven things, but uh, I suppose mm. the question is, will the red jackets be coming out?
0: Oh no. The red oh, do you remember those days with that? Uh, what's his face? Um, oh, it was the Mike guy? Raymond. Mike Raymond, that's him. Yeah, uh, Mike yeah. Raymond. Uh, get your, oh. get your backside trackside. That's it. Get your backside trackside and get your jacket another size bigger every season. Good day, viewers. Good evening, viewers, and uh, uh wild viewers. I
1: have some more caviar viewers. Uh, thanks for listening to episode thirty-one of Radio Hot Lap, where we take a lighthearted view at the world of motor racing, emerging and cool technologies, and occasionally barbecues.
0: Occasionally barbecues. Is there a barbecue tip you want to do before we go? No, I've not. I've been too busy to even worry about cooking a barbecue. I'll give you a quick barbecue tip. Use a bag
1: in the oven and put all your things in there. What well, all your things? Everything. Oh hey, yeah. Including unwanted children. (laughs) (laughs) And let them
0: all cook up together. And they're very
1: tender, surely.
0: see. (laughs) See you next week, viewers. Bye. Good night, viewers.